When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to the End of Mind podcast. I am your host, Caitlin, and I have two lovely guests with me here today. I am so excited to jump into this episode. Sherry and Jesse, thank you both so much for being here. Happy to be here. And thanks for having us. That's Sherry and I'm (laughs) Jesse. Perfect. So can you start off by just telling us both a little bit about each one of you and how you work together? Um, And just so our listeners can really start to get to know you guys before we jump into today's topic. Hi, everyone. I am Sherry Starr, and I am one half of the dynamic duo known as Star Cox. Um, The other half is Jesse Cox, that you'll hear from in a second. And we have been together for about two years. Actually, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary from the moment that Jesse, uh, that we actually got quote unquote married as an <laughs> LLC in Starcox. <laughs> and um, prior to that, I've been a coach for about seven and a half years. And I started with nutrition coaching, then went to uh, life coaching, and then moved to people-pleasing coaching, and then sales coaching, which was really my sweet spot. I loved it so much because that is one of the biggest um, challenges that we see our clients having. And then Jesse came to me with an idea of supporting coaches together because there's so many things that we're going to talk about today, places that they get stuck. And so we decided to be on a mission to solve that problem. So I'm just super happy to be working with Jesse. We have clients that we get to work with every day and, and uh, building our community all the time. And it's just very rewarding. So we found our spot. Yeah. And I'm Jesse Cox. Uh, I started in the corporate world 
a lot of customer service. I ran a lot of um, major customer service departments and uh, became a mom and shifted when the corporate world no longer really wanted me anymore, I think. <laughs> um, so I started doing vision board workshops for moms and women, and that really um, was awesome. And I met Sherry at a mastermind and shifted when I re realized, even as myself, being a coach, that there were so many things in the business aspects in my world that was just overwhelming. It was just too much. Like I didn't know what to do. And I think that's a big problem in our industry right now. And so I recognized it. I called Sherry, said, I think we can really do something great here and let's team up. And we did. And now we are StarCops. I love it. Oh my gosh. And congratulations on two years. That's amazing. And so awesome to even just Thank watch you both from afar and see how many coaches and people that you've been able to support in business in general. And um, I love that you touched on the fact that we always get lost in the sauce early on. You know, it's like there's so much going on. How can we start to really concise everything and make it? feel doable. Um, cause I know for myself, I had the same feeling. So I'm sure our listeners do as well. So what are a few of those myths that are out there floating around Instagram, TikTok, you know, all these fads of starting a business. Can you guys share with us some of your favorites? Yeah, yes, we can. We have, uh, we had a hard time actually whittling it down to seven, but Jesse's favorite number is seven. So we decide <laughs> we always do things in sevens. And, um, the very first one, this is one we see all the time that I'm sure the listeners can understand. Cause they've probably been there is the myth of if you build it, they will come. Yeah. So oftentimes they feel like if I build the website or if I create a program or a product, it's so awesome. I have a great idea. And if I just build it or a freebie or anything that everyone's going to flock to it, that they're going to understand it immediately and that they're going to grab it and that immediately they're making six figures and they can quit their job. And all of this happens because uh, you built the thing. So that's our first myth. Jesse, what do you say about that? Absolutely. And uh, I can give the truth of that myth. <laughs> and the truth is that you are the business. You're the marketer of the business. And they're not going to find you if you don't show them the why, the where, the how, um, <laughs> and all of those little, there's just more to the whole thing of your business than just building the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I can relate to that as well. It's like, I actually put out an episode a few months ago now about how I was freaking out when I couldn't get my right Facebook page URL. It was like the end of the world. It felt like, you know, <laughs> looking back, it's like the smallest thing ever. Like no one would even be looking me up by my URL, but in my head, it felt like the biggest deal. So I can relate to that, you know, kind of realizing that anybody could find me anywhere and it doesn't always work out like that. So I'm glad that you both are debunking that for us. Um, and is there any tips that you may be able to give us? I'm sure we'll get into that in other myths as well about what we can do to combat that mindset, you know, early on. Yeah. Well, our, I mean, our biggest tip is embrace the fact that you own a business that uh, what we see is a lot of coaches, they go and they learn how to coach and they become wonderful coaches and they're ready to serve. The problem is that they don't really embrace the fact that they are a business owner. They need to put their business hat on. And that means learning the skills 
that you need to learn. And in the beginning, it can feel like a lot because you're trying to coach and you're trying to learn how to build a landing page and you're trying to learn how to create a freebie and make a funnel and then get on video. And, and there's a lot. Um, we would say that embracing this, the business side of your business and stop resisting that is something that you can do right now. And that's a mindset thing. And just start saying to yourself, I own a business. I'm a business owner. <laughs> that's the first step. Okay. So let's move on to myth number two. Awesome. <laughs> Social media is the only way I'm going to find clients or new clients. Yeah. And that's a big one. That's a one that we hear all the time when we see someone saying like, I posted in social media and I'm, and I, you know, I posted on Instagram and I keep posting on Instagram and I'm not getting any clients. The truth is that clients are everywhere, everywhere you go, there's potential for clients. We do it all the time. Sherry and I are constantly talking about our business wherever we go. So we find new clients at grocery stores, on trips, vacations, at my kid's school. Because we're constantly talking about our business in a positive way. We know how to talk about our business um, without rambling or without <laughs> losing people. But what it does, it, it doesn't only, we're not always talking to a potential client in front of us, but somebody who may know of somebody that may need our service. Mm-hmm. And so your clients are everywhere. Speak about your business all the time. <laughs> yeah. I can give, we can give you a little actual tip. So if you guys have your pens ready, we're going to give you a little tip on how to talk about your business. Is that okay, Jesse, that we give this? Yeah, this, is, this is something we usually coach our clients on, but I feel like I want to give you guys something that you can use right now. Okay. So forevermore, make this decision that anytime somebody asks you, how are you or what's new that you have a little flag that goes up that says, Ooh, this is a chance for me to talk about my business. And it doesn't have to be salesy, but it's got to be true. So be ready for it. So what's new? Oh, Sherry, what's new? Well, Jesse and I are going to be on a podcast. It's called The End in Mind. And we're so excited and we can't wait to be on it and share our seven myths that people get stuck with in their business. It's going to be so fun. And that's just an opening to them going, wow, how exciting. Tell me more. Or maybe they're not excited. Who knows? But you can talk about what's really going on, what's really true. Or I just enrolled a new client today and I can't wait to help them build their business. Anything that's true, say it. People don't know about your business. Even if you think you've been telling them, they still don't know. Still don't know. Unless everybody in your world is saying, wow, you've got that podcast coming up. Or wow, I I love that business that you're building. If they're not saying that, then you haven't told them enough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great to hear. Especially coming from social media, you know, my one business is social media management, which which I think I shared with you both, which our listeners know all about because I was in the thick of that when I launched this podcast. So I can so relate to this. You know, people think that social media managers are going to solve all their problems when as the three of us know, and our listeners probably know as well, most of the time that's kind of like a bandaid to cover up all of the other beliefs that are, you know, mixed in under there. So great advice coming from that sense. And I found so many clients through networking, you know, starting my business five years ago now, that was, I still get clients from those relationships. So I love that tip. And yeah, just sharing more and getting more comfortable can also help us with our pitch, you know, which I think is great that you guys shared that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It becomes a conversation really. And 
I think people are scared sometimes to talk about their business because they've either pivoted from something else or they're afraid that I've already told this person about this or I've already, I've already posted it on social media. So everybody should know that I have a business. And what we find all the time is even people that we talk to often, we still sometimes get, oh, you can do that. That's what you do. And we're like, we, we, that's why we constantly like have to keep talking about it because there's always a, a moment where someone doesn't know what you're doing and you can tell them authentically what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great. I love it. All right. Jerry, All right. Are we ready for number three? I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah. So myth number three is if my product or service is good enough, then it will sell itself. <laughs> it's kind of like the, if you build it, they will come. But here's what we really want you to hear on this is that the truth is, is that sales and selling and the whole process of that, whether it's written sales or verbal sales on an enrollment conversation, it is an art. It is a skill. And in order for it to become an authentic, easy, breezy conversation that you can navigate, you have to learn it first. It's just like when you go to an, uh, a concert and you see uh, an entertainer looking like it's so simple and you think, oh, they're just blessed. They were just blessed with that gift. Maybe they were somewhat blessed with that gift and they probably really studied it and practiced it for decades before they got to the place where you're watching them. And so you have to make that a priority to learn how to sell so that it feels comfortable so that you know how to get to that end of the conversation when you offer what you have in a way that's not pushy or manipulative. And if your product or service is out there, then you need to be the one that's selling it in a non-salesy way. Yeah. And I'd like to add something too to that, that even brings it even before the sales, Sherry, is Mm. are you sure it's what your clients are asking for Mm -hmm. or what they need? I know for myself, (laughs) when I first started in my business, I was making videos about whatever I was making videos about. Nobody asked for it. I don't know if anybody really wanted it, (laughs) right? And we see that all the time. You see a lot of coaches, consultants, they build a product and then it's, you know, it's not talking to their audience. It's something about, you know, and and it's not clear also what it is, like the product is. They have like a really catchy name, right? And their people are not walking around saying, I want to be a sleek business chick, right? Like that's not what they're thinking. They're actually thinking, I need to get clients or I need sales or I need business. And so a lot of times we find that people create products and services before actually asking or researching their audience to see if that's what they need. Wow. Yeah, that's so interesting, especially coming from the marketing background. It's like, that's a huge no-no, you know? (laughs) So I can see how you guys would run into that frequently, especially Mm -hmm. as people are just getting started or trying to even figure out their audience. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. who do I even want to be speaking to kind of thing? Yeah. Well, one of the things we noticed too, and I actually am guilty of this from my past, is people sometimes will create a product and they'll focus on I can't do anything till I create this product because we're kind of hiding because we don't want to talk to real people. Like we think that the product is just going to sell itself. So we don't have to talk to a person because that's scary. And so I remember one time a business coach in my past said, have you had any conversations this week about um, getting people on your calendar? And I said, no, I can't because I have to finish my product. He says, well, 
don't you want a client? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you need to focus on getting clients and the product you can work on on the side, but the priority needs to be focused on getting clients. And so that was a big aha moment for me that now we really direct our clients to always is like the most important thing is that you have someone to serve now. Your product can come, but you can, you need to serve somebody now. Yeah. Great advice. I love that. Thank you both so much. Yeah. Okay. Let's do number four is I need to charge my worth. Oh, we (laughs) see this all the time and we see they let go of clients. They let go of potential clients because they weren't going to pay what I said and I charge my worth. (laughs) And the truth is that it's not about your worth. It's really about the value of the client's outcome right? They don't care really about, I mean, we had a, we did a summit one time and we had a speaker and he just said this straight out and like, it like touched all of us. Nobody cares about you. We were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean nobody cares about me? But it's true in a sense that they're coming to you to solve a problem or to, to receive the help that they need. That's what they want. So if you are delivering to them, that, if you're offering that solution, then they're going to say yes, or they're going to find a way to work with you. But if it's all about you and you're like, well, you know, I've worked really hard on creating this thing and I spent five hours doing it. And that's, that's worth that. That's my value. That's, you know, it's not going to work because that's not what the the client cares about. The client cares about, am I going to get what I came here to get? Yeah. Yeah. And also it's not about your worth because you are worth billions of dollars. Like you're, you couldn't charge your worth. (laughs) So it's one of those myths that we hear all the time. When, when you asked us to talk about myths, it's really the, the one that really gets people stuck because they get so confused about how do I price my products and services? Because I need to charge my worth. Well, you're not going to be able to charge your worth. You're, you're not your product. You are the coach and you're the one delivering the the deliverables, whatever those are, but there's no way you're going to charge your worth. So let's get that out of the equation and let's actually go through a process to find out what is the actual value for that service. And that is based on what are the outcomes? What are the problems that you're solving? How long is it going to take them? How long is it going to take you? What happens in between calls? What's going on for you logically and logistically and what's happening energetically for that exchange? And there's a whole process we take people through to come up with that real number, that authentic aligned number so that you can confidently say, my, the investment in my program is blank and you don't feel like scared to say it. And you don't feel like you have to discount it because you've already done the work to know what that number is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great advice. I feel like I see so many people nowadays putting out their pricing and it's like almost like who can afford that? You know, like there's Mm -hmm. certain coaches where it's like, wow, you know, like I know you want to charge your worth, but dang, you know, (laughs) us people over here aren't like ready for all that, you know, like it can be Mm -hmm. intense too. I think when you're taking on just one belief like that, charging your worth, that also feels really heavy. A lot of my clients, they come in, they feel stressed out. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's not that I don't think that I'm worth this. It just, I would prefer to work with this type of client. And I know for Mm -hmm. myself, that's what else is so important to me. Like, I love that you all take people through this process and really get into Mm -hmm. the nitty gritty of 
how we can create a price that feels good for them and also for their client, because it also shouldn't make them feel scarcity when working with us either. No, scarcity is one of the, we always say that you can actually feel the energetic exchange. If you're coming into a conversation with scarcity, like I got to get this client, I got to get this money. I got to, they're going to feel that as well. You just, they feel it. And then they don't feel the authority that they're supposed to be feeling like you're the expert. Yes. Give it to them. Like he, and then you get to the price and it's like, um, oh, well it's going to be. And then you lose that. Like I said, the authority, the expert mm-hmm. part of it, you lose it, even though you might've had it for the whole conversation. Yeah. In that one second, if you lose it and get worried, you know, we see it a lot of times where somebody gives the price, then zip it, shush, 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 because the person has to process. If you have gotten everything, if you've had a great enrollment conversation and the conversation is going great and they're like, yes, this is what I need. And you've checked in and, you know, that this is, they're telling you I'm, I'm 10, I need this. And then all of a sudden you start stumbling on the part of these, you know, the investment, you lose it. You can lose it in that second or all of a sudden they go, well, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I don't. That's okay. I'm all right. You get, if you zip it and let them think, oh man, this is good. Okay. How can I do this? And you don't interrupt. Cause we see that a lot, right. Where someone is like the investment is a thousand dollars, but, but, but you could pay in, in parts or, or you can pay a little bit and then we can, we can fit in. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. I thought you were going to tell me what I need to do. Oh my gosh. I love that point of letting them sit with the price. I've actually never heard that come from a pricing point of view. And I really like that. I feel like it, especially early on, I was like really anxious, you know, so I'm definitely guilty of that as well. But now with clients, you know, it, it is, it's like, Hey, this is what it is. And we can make it work if they have something to say back. Great. You know? Um, and I also love how you guys mentioned at the start of this myth that people just kind of wash their hands. They're like, Oh, well, if you can't afford it, I'm done. Then like, we have no way of working together. And I think that that's really sad. It's a hot lead that now we haven't catered to, and they actually need our help, you know, like they're coming, they need the support. So that's just such great advice from the pricing standpoint that we can always find a way, you know, it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We can adapt something or make it work for them. Part of the reason why our, our, we're together, Jesse and I, is because our industry, our coaching industry, we feel is misled and a little broken. And it's because of all of the high ticket. It's not that we shouldn't have high tickets. Everyone can have that. It's that the, the thinking that as soon as you're a coach, you got to go big and go high ticket, charge your worth. And then they're, they're sitting there with no clients (laughs) because not all, because they're not ready for that. They're not ready. And, and what I mean by that, you could be ready in, in a week, you could be ready in a month, but you have to do a lot mindset wise and pricing wise and understand that conversation. You have to you have to work on your skills. And so it's misleading to think that I just need to have a course and then I just need to go big with it. And if they can't afford it, then that's their bad and I'm out and I need to find people who are ready and who, who are going to, you know, pay my worth. That's misleading. And so we're really, really wanting to help people do it right. Lay that foundation so solidly that you get into that conversation. And it's a no brainer. It's like, of course I want this. Of course I'm ready. We're going to figure it out, you know, and that's how it goes on our calls. And that's what we teach. Oh my gosh. So great. Yeah. Thank you both <laughs> so much. Are we on myth number five next? And my counting right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. So this is another sales one because we are so passionate about sales, but 
this myth is if I'm not making sales, then I need to change my niche. (laughs) This one we hear all the time. They think as soon as they put out something and they think, oh, it didn't work. So I guess I need to focus over here. I need to pivot over here. I need to do that. Okay. What we want to say is slow down. (laughs) Whiplash. It's like, I know you have whiplash. Like, oh, I've, I've seen this on Instagram before. And you guys have probably seen this before too, where you're watching a person and you're kind of following their stories. Next thing they're this kind of coach. And next thing they're this coach and they're this coach and they're this coach. And you can't keep it straight. You're like, well, what do you do? Who are you? I'm confused. And so what we want to say is slow down, take a breath. And let's look at this like a scientist, right? We're going to look at the data. We're going to see what's going on. And one of the biggest things that we see people not doing is handling what we call the intangibles first. The intangibles, meaning your story. What is your story? How do you tell your story? How do you thread make that thread connect from you to the client? Your messaging. How do you talk about what you do so that people that are needing it can raise their hand and say, that's me. You are reading my journal. You know me so well that I want to talk to you. They're missing out on like the I believes we have a we have a, a, hmm. a I believe statement that's a conversation piece that you can really use in podcasts and you can use in um, so many different things and it's just really coming out and giving it's it's telling your part of the story of what you believe and the truth is it's these little intangible steps that you can't see that people want to go straight into the building the website and making the product and making the videos hmm. and if you're not connecting with your potential clients, they're not going to feel it. So it feels cold. And we see it all the time where people are just creating and then they're just throwing it out there. And so we're very big on when we get our clients, we work on the intangibles first. It's a little bit of a slow process to get it out, but it also comes out into everything else later. So what we find mm-hmm. is when we when we tell our clients, we're going to get your story and we're going to, we're going to dive deep and we're going to get a lot of it. It's going to take the whole session. And then they go, okay, why do I have to get that deep? And it goes, because when you're making your sales page, when you're making a landing page, when you're making ads, when you're just talking about it, if you put the story of yourself somewhere in there, it's so much easier for them to adapt. For example, I'm a mom. So if I'm talking to a mom and I'm trying to get her to like, I used to do vision board workshops. If I'm trying to get a mom to a vision board workshop, I'm going to say, I get it. I know you don't have time. I'm a mom, but I find that this step of creating your vision board workshop is very important because it allows you to focus on you, which you don't do anymore as a mom. I wouldn't say the same thing to somebody that's not a mom, but I have something else. Hey, listen, I was a business person. I understand how how you know, it's business all day. And then you get home and you're really tired. So you don't have the time to do that. So bringing in the story and the message and all those th- little things, branding, even we mm-hmm. have somebody that we work with, who's a, a color psychologist. We even bring that in because the way people look at your brand is very important. We had a color in our brand that was yellow, but it was yellow, like cautious, caution. Don't. <laughs> and we tweak <laughs> that yellow just a little bit. So just, getting deep dive, deep diving into those things before actually getting to the tangible, the, mm-hmm. the website, the sales page, the, all the product, the videos, mm-hmm. all those things, you got to do the intangibles first. Yeah. And it may be that you need to change your niche, but first let's do all these other things to make sure that what you're doing is resonating. Cause usually where it is, the place that we really need to tweak is in the way you're talking about it. That's usually the place. And even in Sherry, one of the intangibles that we uh, didn't say is we, instead of saying ideal client, we say intentional client. So when you're 
ta- when you're getting into who you want to work with, it's so important to know who you want to work with, not just like a woman who's 35 and she loves going out and getting her nails done, you know, like that's great. <laughs> but we even had a client who said, I'm going to be a grief, a grief coach. And then we sat there and we said, are you sure? Like what, what stage of grief coach do you want to like right after? Well, they're going to be really deep in it. Are you sure you want to do that? Well, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, how far out do you want to do it? Right. And so we kept going and eventually she says, I'm like, I want to be a grief coach. (laughs) (laughs) And she changed it because you have to look at the person that you want to work with daily. Eventually you're going to, if you're going to get a lot of clients, do you want to talk to these types of people daily about this? Mm -hmm. So that's why we say intentional client instead of ideal client. Yeah. I love that. I love the language around that. That's actually really special. That resonates. And I would definitely say also for our listeners point of view, if you don't do this right now at the start of your business, you will regret it. <laughs> I know because I've done it. So and probably so most true. of us here have done that too. Yeah. And you have to do it over and over again too, as your business progresses, like the, the messaging that Jesse and I started with in the beginning and then what happened a year ago, and then now even this year before the new year, we're going to revisit all of it because our clients are changing. We used to really see that the brand new clients were coming to, or the brand new coaches were coming to us. Those ones really need support. And we still are there for the brand new coaches. What we're finding now is that the people who really are utilizing our services are the coaches who've been coaches for a bit. They've gotten some clients, but they're not getting all of the clients that they really want to work with. They're getting some maybes and no's, or I don't know, or I need to think about it. And they also are too busy doing their coaching. They don't have time to build all the great ideas that they have. So we actually changed our approach. Now we're building for people. We actually are building an agency with experts and copywriters and um, graphic designers and uh, Facebook ad experts and everything so that they can come to us and we can build it for them and do ongoing support for them as well. So your message changes as your business grows. That's such a great point. I love that. And it's so true. Like we are constantly evolving. So, so is the business vice versa. So that makes a lot of sense. And that's something that I frequently talk about on the podcast as well. So I know our listeners will absolutely agree with that. And it's such a good point. You know, you get lost halfway through sometimes your business. You're like, I thought I was talking to this person, but now my client's changing or I'm getting a lot of those no's. So for anybody listening, if you are currently getting a lot of no's, getting a lot of ghost people where they're not following up with you, definitely reach out to Jesse and Sherry. They will be able to help you. It sounds like they have several ways that you all can work with them as well. So we'll be getting into that in a few minutes here, but I am so excited for myth number six. (laughs) Hey, Uh, myth number six is it's all on you because you're a solopreneur. Right? How many of us have to slap on the badge? I'm a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. And we've all done it. Right. But the truth is, you have to think like a startup. And I like to think like startups because I've worked with many startups, but you have to think like a startup. It takes a village. Successful companies, they don't do it alone, they have help. You need a team, you need other people, you need other resources. One of the things that Sherry and I did from the very beginning when we when we joined forces. Um, is we did a summit and, you know, here we are 
calling people, calling coaches that have thousands of followers. And Sherry and I just started and we have like three on Instagram, right? <laughs> but we could have let that stop us and say, you know, let us wait until we, we really get established and let's get some more followers. And then maybe we can reach out and call this person or ask this DM this person and see if they'd start. We didn't do that. We, from day one said, we're just going to put it out there. And if they, if they get what we're doing, then they're going to want to do it. And they did. We got, I think zero notes. We got everyone that we wanted on our summit because we were clear, but we also asked for the help. A lot of them, even, even one of the speakers, we ended up hiring to help us actually run the summit, right? We knew we needed help. We knew this was a big endeavor that we were getting ourselves into. We could have struggled on our own or we could ask for help. We don't have to just slap on that solopreneur badge all the time. That's absolutely right. And that's one of the things that we really want to help people understand as they start their business, especially because it's almost like there was this goal that everybody agreed to that I'm going to be a solopreneur. But if you're really wanting to have a successful business, there's that doesn't even make sense, right? Solopreneurship is not the goal. (laughs) The goal is to build a business that can sustain you, that you can sustain and still have a life outside of building. Like you can build it and you can coach your clients and then you need a life, right? I mean, this is the thing I see. And when you're a solopreneur, you don't have that. So then we see a lot of people struggling unnecessarily because they're trying to do it all by themselves. And we want to bust that myth right out of the gate. You know, you decide I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to build a business. That means I need people. So maybe that maybe you don't have the funds to have lots of people, but maybe you could have somebody. And what is that person for you? What's going to help you the most? Maybe it's a brainstorming partner. Maybe it's a virtual assistant. Maybe it's um, a podcast manager. Maybe it's a social media manager but somebody to take that load off so that you can use your gifts in a different way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautifully said. And I think it falls in alignment perfectly with keeping that end in mind too. You know, it's like we get so caught up in these myths and then we're being told by this stranger on our phone, what we should be doing with our lives. You know, like it all goes down this rabbit hole very quickly. And then we build something that we're in jailed, imprisoned by. That's um, a lot of the language that I've been using on the podcast in the past. And it's the worst thing you can do to yourself. You know, you're like, you really are the only point of contact. You are imprisoned by your phone most of the time. Um, At least that's how it was for me. So I'm so glad that you guys are sharing this and really saying it's okay to bring help on. And even if this is just for an hour to a week early on, that's what I always tell my clients. I'm like, hey, sometimes it's just two hours worth of work that you don't have to be doing. And then you start to get that freedom and it's like, wow, I can outsource so much more, you know, than I thought I could. Oh yeah. Oh, true. And it might not even be someone that you have to hire. It could be a business bestie because one of the things I really needed when I was a new coach is someone to brainstorm with. I just wanted to get my ideas out and say, do you think this is a good idea? And I tried to do that with my husband, but he was like, that's not what I'm interested in talking about, honey. I'm sorry, but I'm not, that's not where I am. So so you need people, whether you pay for them or not, you just need somebody, some people that can understand and relate to where you are. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you both so much. And for the last myth, what do you guys have in mind for us? I'm excited for this final one. <laughs> okay. The myth number seven is I only need to invest one time in my business 
to reach all my goals. <laughs> this is a big one. And here's why we get on calls with people who want support so much. They want us to help them. And then they're in tears saying, I already hired a coach. I already spent $5,000. I already did Tony Robbins or I already did whatever it is. Right. And, and they have the means to get there. The problem is that there's a belief that says I should already be there. I already did that. And so therefore I should already be there. And it's a block that stops people from investing again so that they can truly get there because businesses, I, this is another myth. It, it takes longer than a year <laughs> to build it. It just does. And I know that's sad. I know people want to hear in six months, you're going to make six figures. And maybe that happens sometimes, but if you're starting from scratch, chances are it's not going to happen like that. I don't want to crush any dreams. Go for it. If that's you, that you can do the six figures starting from scratch in six months. I, I want to hear from you and I will celebrate the heck out of you. <laughs> I also know that what we see most often is it takes time and you have to build it. And so that means you get into a habit of investing in your business because it's a business, right? Talk about that, Jesse. You you have a lot to say on that topic too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just true with, you know, we, we do it all the time, you know, even, even now we're constantly hiring new coaches, new, we, it's, we always say you have to innovate, right? You can't stay in the same space. So when you're talking about business, you always have to think of the next new thing that's going to help you. And you may not have the skill for that. You may not have what it takes to get there. So it is an investment. It's it's hard sometimes. And we understand, you know, sometimes people are starting and they don't have the investment. We say, think about it, find ways because it really is almost like the oxygen in the business. You have to content, constantly invest, whether it's equipment, a person, a, a, a service that you need to learn or know. You're constantly always evolving. And so you have to think of your business as evolving. And so it's not a one and done. And we know also, again, in the industry that there's so many people that say, well, just get this, get hire me and you'll be making six figures tomorrow. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. So you have to be cautious and aware and realistic about what it takes to be in a business and then hire accordingly. We're very, very deliberate on who we hire to work with us because we're not looking for the shiny bells at the end. We want to know like, what are you going to deliver? And is it going to help our business? We don't want the, okay, we're well, going to make a million dollars by the end of the year. Nope. How, how am I going to do that? Like, what are you going to give me really? Mm -hmm. That's going to get me to the next level. So investing in your business is always something that you just have to just put in your head and know that it's, it's part of the business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said. I remember when I was first getting into entrepreneurship and I had actually worked with an entrepreneur while I was still in college, I was working under her actually doing PR for her. And that was something that she said right off the bat. So when I started, I was like, I need a coach, you know, like it was so different yes. because I had already gotten that belief, you know, from working with her, which I was so grateful for. She taught me a lot. Um, she's still very successful in what she does. But it's it is it's constantly evolving. Even now, I have to be investing in education or like you said, sometimes team members like I need support, you know, so you have to be willing to dish out to get the time back as well. It saves you time, which is really invaluable as an entrepreneur, you know, to mm -hmm. shorten that timeline on experience, too. And that could even mean 
hiring somebody to clean your house once a month or twice a month, because that's time that you're spending that you could be on your business. Um, I used to be guilty of, of all of that, you know, just trying to do all the things. And the truth is once you start with this mindset of, I own a business, I, I need to be doing business moves with my time. That's what I need to be doing. And not the other things that are wasting your time. Grocery shopping is something I frequently hear from my clients now. Like, you know, maybe they live in a place where they can't go get groceries delivered. And, you know, that is something that I don't have to navigate through, which I'm very privileged for because it saves me so much time. I love the grocery delivery app. Highly recommend. It's like $5 where I'm from. But yeah, like some people don't have that. So it's like, how can you save time in other areas then? You know, are you driving and picking up things too frequently? How can we outsource or just get some support with that? Maybe once a week, um, if you're a mom and, you know, drop off and pick up is taking off, off a lot of time. So yeah, I just think getting creative is a big part of entrepreneurship too, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So great. Thank you guys so much. And can you tell us what we can expect from you both in 2023? Because this will be launching early on in the year, we, just for our listeners. So they know I try to keep them in the loop. We are recording this in December. So we may have some really awesome, you know, things that we'll be sharing in the show notes with upcoming events as well. But I can't wait to hear what you guys have planned. 2023 is going to be a big growth spurt for Starcox. <laughs> we are, we really are building out this agency that we have in mind. And this is because we keep hearing from our clients that they need us to do it for them. They need us to do it for them or with them. We have lots of different options, but what we're hearing most is I just want to coach. I just want to deliver. I need to be the face of my business and I need someone else to do the building of the landing pages and the Facebook ads and the, um, you know, the copywriting and the emailing and the social media and all the things. So we are really building this one-stop shop with all of our trusted experts so it would be us plus our subcontractors that we already have a bunch of, um, we call them the dream team. And we're really just on a mission to help as many coaches and consultants to build the vision that they have in their mind that they don't have time to implement. We're the implementers. So that's what's coming up this yeah. year. And even in, in, as Sherry was talking about in the do it with you, you know, it's something as simple as we just had a client recently that just hired us hired us. And on our second call, she said, I, you know what, I actually have somebody that's going to get on a call with me. I don't know what to do. And we said, okay, let's skip. We're going to have to, we're going to skip a little of the intangibles right now. Let's get a sales script together for you. And that way you can feel really confident. And for that hour, we just worked on a sales script for her and she loved it. Cause it's very authentic. It's, it's, it's a conversation really more than like an enrollment call. And she got her first client at $2,900 that day. And we could, we were just so excited. So sometimes it's even just building a sales script, something as simple as that we love doing because we know that they may have really good service and products, but when they get to the sales, as we talked about earlier, they fumble when it comes to um, giving the investment and really knowing and learning about the client. So 
the do it with you sometimes is just even something as small as a small, but big in creating a sales script. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. I love what you guys are building. It's so needed. Even as, you know, pivoting into this new area of business, it's a lot, you know, being a coach and having to manage all the things. So I know what it feels like and I completely understand the agency model. And I'm so excited to see what comes out of that and how I can support you guys as well in your endeavors. And I know you've been able to help so many business owners already. This is just the beginning, you know, of this going into year three with you both, which is just so exciting. Yeah. And do you want to tell them a little bit, Sherry, about any of our products? Okay, sure. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because what we we know that we serve in so many ways, and it's hard sometimes for people to know, well, um, if I'm not ready for a whole agency to do my business for me, but maybe they're ready for something else. And so we start if if you're just a brand new coach, or if you're a coach who doesn't have the budget to be able to have people do things for you, then we have what's called the collective. And it's a collection of other coaches and, and consultants. And we meet every other week live, just like this. And we coach and we do co-working and, um, and then the coaches even coach each other. We do breakout rooms and it's really all based on what you need. So if you have a question, you come to the table with a question and then we coach on it. And so it's, it's incredible. And it's been going on for two years. We have these diehards that are just in it the whole time and growing. And one of our collective members, and it's only $47 a month, by the way, like it's so ridiculous. And everybody always tells us, you know, you should raise your price because you're live twice a month and all this, but we really want to keep it there. It's like what you said, Caitlin, like we can do all kinds of things for people, but we, we are not touching this collective. We want it to stay where it is because there's a lot of coaches who are really scraping by in the beginning, you know, and we want to support them. So that's what we have there. And then sometimes people just need one VIP type day, we call it the get it done day. And that means you've got a project, you just want to build a course, or you just want a sales script, or you just want sales training, or you just want to have our eyes on your website and maybe make your website better. Or maybe you need a landing page, or maybe you need a freebie or whatever. You have a project that's been on the back burner and you keep thinking, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it, but you're not getting to it. That's when you need to get it done day. And we just take a four and a half hour time slot and we get all of our snacks and our water and we go to the bathroom before we start and we just <laughs> go for four and a half hours solid, obviously take bathroom breaks, but um, we love that one because we can really knock out a big project in that time frame, and then it's done. So that's oh a super gosh. great one. That's Yay. so great. Yay. I'm so happy <laughs> for you both. There's like so many amazing opportunities. And for our listeners, these guys are the real deal. So make sure you follow, like, subscribe, join their programs. It is worth every single penny. I have literally impacted my business so much from communities just like yours. And I will probably be joining that community as well yes. very yes. soon. So yeah, check me out in there too for our listeners. So thank you guys Can't so wait. much for being here. And what is the best way for everybody to get in touch with you? You know, I would say the best way is to come to our Facebook group. That's our best way um, because we have we have a whole community of people in there that are ready to answer any questions and us too. It's called Real Support for Coaches. 
real support for coaches. You can find us there. There's, we have a lovely person in our community called Stacy, and she can help you with any questions you have. Also, our Instagram is starcox.community and we're always in there as well. We're posting crazy dancing videos in case you want to see any of that. <laughs> I love your content. Yeah. So fun. You guys are definitely going to want to follow subscribe. Like, like I said, we'll have all the links below for you all to join the Facebook group as well. So if you're multitasking, screenshot it, save it, come back to it later. But thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for your time. This was such a fantastic episode. I can't wait to put it out to the public. Everybody's going to enjoy it. Um, And thank you both. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you for having us on here. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.